Welcome to Movie and Beer, everybody. This is Dan bringing us in, and we have three wonderful freaking co-hosts and friends with us tonight. Indeed. I'm Aaron. I'm your space viking expert. Yeah. I'm Blake. I'm your Korg expert. And I'm Brian. I know a little bit about film. We're talking about this movie that came out fairly recently, and we haven't it done many Marvel came properties. It came out in digital recently, but yeah. it has been theaters. Been in theaters. And Thor, this Love, and Thunder. Thor, Love, and Thunder. And this Love is a Taika Waititi product. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does an amazing job in directing and producing and doing fun things. And he did a previous Thor movie, and this was sort of his swan song of like, oh, I made Ragnarok, and it did really well in the theaters because it had humor in it, and let's try that again. Yeah. And needless to say, it worked, I think. Um, we do know that Brian is not necessarily a superhero movie kind of person because I we all have our genres that we you, like you, you and said, don't like. You said Brian, but stared at Aaron. I, yeah, I'm staring at. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, he it's meant, been a while. He meant me. I meant Aaron. Yes. Yeah, and oh, no, no disrespect. Oh God, Dan, it, the Necrosword is getting to Dan. Quick, kill it him. It is pretty much. It's. Uh, I mean, uh, both Brian and Aaron don't love the MCU. This is my. Well, I'll yeah. say it this way. I think this is my third or fourth MCU movie. And, uh, and this and is like, like yeah. the 39th film they've made or right. some craziness. Which, no disrespect, it's well done. Deep it's, into phase it's, four. Good at, it's good at what it does, uh, but it's. I, I just want to acknowledge it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It's yeah. not. And or, I like Guardians of the Galaxies, and they make a 10-minute appearance in this film. Yeah. yeah so that's why it's minutes. within my wheelhouse. Well, well I will say, I am a Natalie Portman fan. She's, she, she is my cup of tea, so I was, I was okay. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. I was recently on the road and, and brought back some beers with me from being on the road. So From across the Bifrost of the Midwest. Yes. So the first thing that we tried uh, was uh, from Mad Sweet Brewing, which is out of Boise, and the second thing we did was from a variety pack from Prost Brewing out of Denver. And we're going to talk about those in a little bit. But I will say that just having a variety of different things that kind of, you know, you think North mythology and it's, it's like it's like new Asgard. German, it is. It's kind of like old and new. And it went really, really interesting. I think all the beers went well because I sampled them all and, and no complaints. Uh, I'll say I love Taika TD's early stuff. His, uh, was it Journey into Wildebeest, the Journey into Wilderwood? I am blanking on his early movies and I feel terrible. Did you do Annihilation? That she was... Did. Somebody else, I thought. Mm. Uh, what we do in the shadows, obviously. Ba- basically, Taika's early stuff is oh, very oh, quirky. I was, thinking, I was thinking Jane Foster. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> Jane Fonda? That's, that's fair. Jane Fonda, yeah. Jane Fonda, she's called in the film. But no, Ta- Taika's uh, quirky New Zealand attitude is really clear in a lot of movies. But this is a big Hollywood budget. Like big, they're, big bunny. High yeah, production like value. You can drink most anything, but we'll cover like why these go well with it. But it's very fun and entertaining. Oh, and of doesn't take itself seriously. No, no, Let's no. Add it, that it, does, it has a nice sense of humor. It, okay. It's a little, a kind of little silly, little slapstick. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so, so let me go back. This is the 29th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 29th. Phase four. Ninth, phase four, okay. yes. My end to this is just saying his second Thor movie, and it, it takes you across the universe to visit other gods, monsters, and crazy shit. And Jane makes a better Thor. There I said it. I mean... She is. Point. She is the mighty Thor. She is. They pulled the nice straight. Thing. Pulled straight from the actual comic run. That was the directly, name of the comic run. Directly. I think Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron for sure did the God Butcher series that the main story is based on. I think he wrote Mighty Thor. Yeah. I'll have to look well, into it. D- Dan, is she a better Thor because she's like more relatable because yes. she's human or she's like? Human, yeah. Okay. Okay. And there are and and again we chatted about this briefly. The title Thor is just a title. It, yeah. It's not the person. It's just a title that is bestowed upon someone who is worthy to wield Mjolnir, Mjolnir or one of the other weapons that Thor does wield. It, it's on the inscription, he who be worthy 
uh, can be Thor and wield Mjolnir. It's in the first movie, which I don't watch as often because that's more classic Thor, more Kenneth Branagh making Shakespeare in space. Yes, pretty much. Although oh, it, Shakespeare in space sounds intriguing. I mean, I'd watch it. Like the Tempest just floating on a, on a moon rock. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I mean it's a really small moon rock they yeah, yeah, yeah. too. You heard it here first, everybody. It's Shakespeare in space. It's TM, a TM, new TM, genre. TM. <laughs> yes. But it, the first one did give us Thor drinking coffee and saying another and smashing his mug. So if if you haven't I want to say that this is one of the the this the MCU films that is a standalone. You really don't Pretty need much. to know too much of the backstory of these characters. It's just, hey, there's something going on. Let's go take care of it. And I think that Guardians of the Galaxy is very much like that. They're all kind of standalone properties. Yes, if you know the story and you know the Yeah, but you don't, you don't need to have watched have to. 29 other films nah, nah, to nah, get nah. into it. Correct. But there's also a lot of fan service for both comic readers yep. and yep. people who have watched any number of the last 29 films. Correct. And I've seen all of them. I'm going to say straight up. I mean, we saw Blake and I have seen a lot of them in the theaters, but we've yeah. also, you know, I, you know, we have streaming services available and stuff, and we've seen pretty much all of them. I'm keeping up on the shows. I don't love Disney. I'll pay for Disney Plus. I'll say it. Yeah, there's a lot of TV stuff out there, and we're not really going to talk a whole lot about that here. But this movie, I think, does justice to all the things that I've read about it. If you do a little research before you've seen it or after you see it, watch some of the breakdowns of it on YouTube, and that will help you understand. A little of the backstories and and why the characters' motivations are what they are, how they provide sacrifice to themselves and to others, which is the whole premise of it. Is just you know, I've I've learned to become a good god because I've learned from you how to protect others and yeah. get to others. I mean, and we we it. get we get Gore's story. Uh, Christian Bale plays them amazingly creepy as Christian Bale does. He makes a good Batman too. He makes a good Batman. He makes a good insane uh, Wall Street guy. Yes. And he does do a good, like, I don't know, murder people kind of crazy guy. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Bateman, Wall Street. Yeah. Some also, when he loses all that weight from the machinist. But no, he, you get to see Gore. You see why he hates the gods. He De- Definitely like Emperor Palpatine vibe, too. Yeah, like yeah. The pale yeah. skin, the hooded robe, like, and, and like this sort of personification of evil. Yeah. Like that, and Christian Bale, like, leaned, like, I don't want to say he leaned into that, but he represented, he acted it well. Exactly. Well, well, so it, it, so it also showed the corruption of his tool of God's destruction. Right. The necro sword. The necro sword. But again, he didn't view what he was doing. This again falls back on the, the premise of is what I am and what I'm doing representative of me doing something that I feel is right and just. He thought he was doing something right and just by killing these in his mind, in the his gods who had betrayed him, the gods who betrayed, or betrayed the who all living them. things, all living yeah. things. They, they the didn't worshipers. want to help you. The worshippers, and and even the gods said that the first one that he met, which was who he worshipped, mm-hmm. said, "You, you're nothing. I, there will be others after you. I don't care about you." And it's like, and he's like, "I'm the last one, dude." Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "You've killed all them all." I pray, I pray to no you, water. and my I, my daughter's gone. Why can't I have this? Blah blah blah. God talk. Blah blah blah. Stab. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there much. is something like the idea that like it's it's people who are hurt hurt people will hurt other people like yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know Hold it kind of makes sense in the, in the uh, in what's his name Nor Nor's uh, Gore Gore G O R R Gore's or, origin story or his his background yeah yeah it, it makes sense I mean I I have sympathy for the character so it's not necessarily he's evil mm-hmm. it's just he's playing out the role he feels he, he needs he's to the do. antagonist versus protagonist Correct. which is my favorite way to look at stories is no heroes or villains which is fun and classic. But he's just, he's broken, and he's trying to fix things the way he, he thinks he'll fix it. And he finds love in the end. Yeah. His love conquers he, he is ultimately redeemed. He, yeah. He chooses, well, I don't no, want to yeah, spoil no, no the... No spoilers, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still relatively he, non-streaming, and people are he, waiting till it 
his he, he chooses yeah. love over destruction. Yeah. In Let's the end. In the leave end. it at that. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think there's a lot of respect that the the writers and the actors are putting into this in portraying this interesting story where again Thor has a lot of respect and understanding of why he's doing what he's doing because he explained it to him. He said, you know, they, they killed my daughter. They, no yeah. gods came yeah. to save me, so screw them. And if you've seen the other movies, you've seen Thor go on his own journey. Like they reference yeah. in this movie, I don't think it's a spoiler because all those have been out long enough. His trailers. mom's dead, his dad's dead, his yeah. brother is actually for sure gone. One in Loki's a different version, it's a whole thing. But he's gone through a lot of loss. And you see that in the Avenger movies, him just saying, Oh no, pain's a great motivator. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And yeah, you can see not. him just like covering up. And now he's finally accepted, well, I lost people. I have to keep going. Yeah. There are people around who need me. And I would say Valkyrie meets a, a proper she she's teaching them kids how to fight in the uh, end and it's like okay we know that they cut some stuff out i know her yeah apparently there's more of a story there's more of a story with valkyrie that hit the cutting room floor yeah. i would personally watch a seven hour taika waititi cut of anything especially <laughs> thor yeah, okay so we talked about this as well so we're gonna bring this no, up don't now. say that i was gonna try to make it natural no 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 no, no. <laughs> we, we mentioned this you i i mentioned it's called I, producing dan i was I, doing behind the scenes i want to see the full cut of it i don't i want to see the full uncut version of this which is i don't care how long it is i know that there's it's There's probably like two. It's probably two ish. Well, so for, for the, this was a one hour and fifty eight minute movie. Correct, as it is. So as it is. Right. So if there's another know, like 30 minute story arc. Yeah. We just need to know. There, there, there's probably two more hours. Probably. Give me, give me, give me, give me. It, and that's why I think uh, the Blu ray physical media is great. You can have all the extras, you can have the extended film. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to stick to a film that's the length that it needs to be for the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think there's. As a as a producer, as a director, as a writer, as an editor, you get really into the material, yes. and you add a lot of extra stuff that's not necessary to tell a, a streamlined story. And I think, especially with audiences this today, they have a limited uh, attention span, and and so there's got to be some editing. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, and, sorry, and that's, sorry, what I, I dazed off. What I was gonna say, it, it, it <laughs> must be, it must and be, there's <laughs> my lecture for the night. All right, <laughs> no, but no, it must I, take I, a lot of discipline, though, because if you're invested in a project, if you're proud of what you're working on, there must be such a temptation to, to like add more, to kind of you know draw things out a bit, to you know, kind of put more in, and, and, and it must take a lot of discipline to kind of respect, well, okay, what's the attention span of the audience? How long are we going to keep people in seats given the limitations of, you know, if they're, they're seeing it on a weeknight or bladders, in, you know, they need bathroom breaks or like right. you know, whatever. Well, and oh, and, yeah. and like, definitely in the theater, you've got you've to move people into the seats to be profitable, especially mm-hmm. now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why Coca-Cola at the, the yeah. movie theater is $20 now. Yeah. Right, <laughs> movie theaters. Most but of their profit was and probably still is popcorn. concessions. It's popcorn. All they don't make that much and off the movie. It's all off the food. And it, it, yeah. it, it it has become more. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and the reality is, the longer the movie stays at the theater, the theater makes more money on it. Yeah. Mm. The, the first yeah. week yeah. all goes to the studio. Hmm. And oh, cool. and they make more mo- money the more showings of that film they mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. Huh. So. If they can squeeze in one more screening in a day, it, it boosts that the profit boosts margin. the profit by twenty yeah. percent, right? For that movie, and if you've especially got, if you've got a, a whole new audience that's buying sodas and popcorn for that extra screening, that, that's or where in fam- this case beer. 
I was, or, yeah. well, I was gonna say, I never well, thought about this. If you've got a three and a half hour Lawrence of Arabia epic, you can show that twice in an evening. But if you've got a ninety minute like romantic comedy, you can fit in a couple more screenings. Aaron, I'll do you one better. Yeah. A ninety minute kids movie because kids can't go by themselves. So you just sold two tickets: one for dad, one for the kid. Yeah. If it's a family of four, you sold four tickets, and those kids are going to want to eat, and that's a lot of movie theater food. Kids movies, for, a lot of kids movies are just made to make money. I, I have a great idea for a movie studio. It would be so profitable. We'll call it Blakesar. Blakesar. <laughs> <laughs> it's me punching the uh, the eye in Pixar. <laughs> Look her doing like, Get I got you. <laughs> All right, so Thor, Love, and Thunder yes. Yes, sir, uh, is probably a, tangent. a fairly family-friendly movie. Super yeah. family-friendly. There's some Hemsworth butt cheeks, but, but it's all cheek. good. There's very little foul language. No, very yeah, yeah. little. I mean, and, this any is like the, PG-13, basically. Yeah, it, any of the violence is uh, uh, fan, like fantasy, the uh, Gardse fight, which is based out of actual uh, Greek mythology. They have golden blood. Yeah. I forgot where it was. I'm not going to scroll through my phone now, but like it's, you know, cartoon blood. Uh, the, the shadow monsters they fight are, you know, they're shadow monsters. They're not people. Yeah. And, and it represents the idea that children are important. Yeah, Th- yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a children, critical plot. Movie. Yeah. 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 And, and it, if children can channel Thor, they become badass little... For, for a limited like, time. Beat, for a limited and, time. And, and ch- <laughs> children are empowered as well. Yeah. 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 I thought that no was No adult cool. themes. None. Yeah. It, which there, interesting there's because one implied adult theme when all the ladies are looking at <laughs> at the, the at, naked Chris at, Helmsworth at, Thor. Yeah. I think kids are going to blow right fainted. past that. Teenagers will notice, but kids... The kids are going to be laughing. Over. Kids will be laughing about a... His butt. Yeah. A his butt. But yeah, there's fantasy. Uh, violence, uh, w- welcome but. to the podcast South Park characters. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I Popeye. Ah, <laughs> oh, Popeye. So, so it is in. So they they get Zeus's thunderbolt, and so there is. Yeah, we, which we, you see in the trailer, you we, see Valkyrie using it. Yeah, but yeah. So there is some discussion that we had while we we're watching. This is like weapons just can be passed along. They don't. They don't. They're not owned by the god that what? uses them. Sometimes so. some weapons can only be wielded by special people. Correct. Yeah, or special gods. Which depends special on entities. The, depends on the legend and the the stories. Right. Yeah. And and I think Valkyrie did a really good job wielding thunderbolt. I'd love to see that keep coming back. I just I want to like but my it got broken half. my family history. That's part of the thing, right? It's a feature, not a bug. Is my family history is Nordic, and so like I'm glad to see kind of more Viking stuff, more kind of Norse mythology, Viking stuff, like screaming goats it, it, and screaming goats. Oh, we haven't talked about screaming goats. Stole the show in this movie, I think. Yeah. And now I want to look up, like in like real legit old school Norse mythology. Uh, what Nash- are the school? What 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 was what was Screaming Goats about? They're Thor's uh, goats, uh, Tooth Nasher and Tooth. Yeah, the Thor's goats, Tooth Grinder and Tooth Nasher. Correct. Have appeared in both the Marvel comics and North Myth- Norse myth of Thor. Uh, and then the yelling is from the internet meme when you see Screaming Goats, and it was a whole thing in early YouTube. But yeah, the the goats are from Thor. Yeah. Like from he had the actual Norse from mythology. Norse mythology when Thor was redheaded and had a pot belly. <laughs> Correct. So there's the words. I Aaron, you're better at pronouncing these really long weird words. So this the, the known names. as the comic says tooth grinder and tooth nasher. These mystical goats are based on Tanignostra and Tangnesner of North mythology. I probably bollocks that up too, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not even gonna try, dude. I I have no idea. They but first appeared in 1976. I, I was gonna make yeah, stuff up. No. No, I mean, I've, I, you can you could probably even find a comic book cover that has the goats. Oh, it has to, along. especially when Thor first showed up. And he, yeah. would, if I start now, I'll get on a tangent. We should talk about the movie, not the comics. Um, well, lo- loved seeing Jane come into her own as Thor. Uh, hope to see more of her later. 
apparently Taika Waititi had to talk her into being in the movie because she was so treated as like a secondary, like a set piece in the earlier movies. Because she, in both Thor, she was kind of a character, but they really focus on Thor and those characters really just threw Jane under the bus. Who's a you mean like there, there was a woman that was represented as an object? Is Weird, that what, right? Is that, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh like, we're the Disney did that. And Natalie Disney. Portman is an actress in her own right. Natalie Portman is a phenomenal actress. How many Oscars does she have? I don't know, but she also graduated from Harvard like top marks. She's yeah, she's crazy yeah, smart. smart woman. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I loved I loved her Thor. I loved her uh, shotgun style hammer usage. The whole story was just it was real. Like she's sick and she w- wanted to find a way that would work faster or at all to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one, one case in point back on the goats, the goats weren't real <laughs> in the movie. They are completely CG. Well, I should hope so. <laughs> Cause there's a big ass. I, goats I, I have never horns. seen a ginormous screaming goats. Well, I'm curious yes. how you would have actual goats and then get them acting the way they did. <laughs> yes. No, it's completely CG. No, they, I'm reading an article about Tight. it. It's really interesting that, yeah, no, those goats have been around a long time, and and they are treated as kin to God, so they actually get reincarnated every time they get eaten and killed. Nice. And so they. Just I feel like in the myth, up. the old myths, they get eaten at a celebration because Thor's like they'll come back, much, much, much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they they throw a big feast, and, and they do, they and do then say they reincarnate, and actually. Yeah. That may happen in the Hall of Heroes in Valhalla. Yeah. Because mm. in the actual Norse mythology, every day the fallen Vikings who have been chosen by the Valkyrie yeah. uh, get up and fight each other until they're all dead. And then their corpses recompose and go have a feast that night in the long haul. And eat all the children. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> They don't eat all the children. But anyway, that's they not couple, in they the They live film. a few in the fridge for the next day. That's yes. just a myth. Yeah, no, which is actually brought up. (laughs) Like he's like, yeah, we're gonna go rescue the children and bring them back, and we're not gonna eat them this time. We don't do that anymore. (laughs) Don't do that anymore. That's that's gross. (laughs) Let's not eat the children. But as far as an MCU movie, again, you can watch on your own, but you get a little more if you watch the other ones. It's more of a a gods and mythology movie than superheroes. Yeah, Thor's got his costume. Mighty Thor has her costume. Everyone's got costumes, but. So it's yeah, not it the is, classic it, spandex punchy it, stories. And even Odin says at the end, and we're going to spoil this one. He hates the damn superheroes because they're being worshipped uh, more than Zeus, the gods. Zeus, Zeus is just Zeus is saying that not Odin. Yeah, mm-hmm. Odin's dead. No, Zeus says, I, I'm tired of all these superheroes. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. being worshipped, and you know they show up, and we're gonna we're gonna change that. It's it's a little uh, it's almost like a wink to American gods. The uh, Neil Gaiman book. Yeah, a little bit, but uh, yeah. I I liked it. Yeah, so production value, Brian. I mean, I'm curious your thoughts on a ton of green screen and blue screen and just CG. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying Korg wasn't real? Korg was not real. Yeah, so... What? (laughs) Norway isn't real? (laughs) There was a lot of CG. Uh, I doubt if there was any practical effects, except for the stage play... Where I, I love Matt, Matt Damon and uh, uh, one of uh, I think Luke Hemsworth plays uh, Luke Thor. Hemsworth. We're Sam acting Neil. out a play about Thor from, from and the gods from the exact same, exact same yeah. scene, like and, a small town uh, and, theatrical. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and there were there were some props on wire work, but I, and, <laughs> that's the only place there was a pra- and all practical I'm gonna say, effect. All I'm going to say is Melissa McCarthy stole the show. God, she and really Melissa does. McCarthy, yes, her and them <laughs> screaming goats. That's all I'm going to remember. <laughs> But, okay, so a, a lot of CG, but it, it didn't venture into the realm where it was just 
really robots punching robots, yeah. which I yeah. talk about the, a lot. The Transformers where, issue. Where it just there's so much crap going on on scene and it's all make believe. There you there aren't even real actors on screen. Yeah. It's just crap flying in the yeah. screen. So, and and that was not happening. Yeah. And pivot a little bit. In in spite of the fact that there was a lot of CG, there was a lot of really in-depth uh, ideas presented in the film there I would were. like to talk about. Like, uh, what's important, uh, revenge or love? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what, what does the loss of your people mean? Mm. Uh, have the gods forsaken us? Anyone else? Yes. I, I don't want to cut you in. I, I just, I'm thinking about that oh, scene uh, in the, uh, the Shadow Realm when the, the three key heroes go and then Gore just kind of traps them and starts just, you know, telling Thor, you're wrong. I, you know, why would I, why should you try to save them? Just let me do this. Let me end everything. I, I, I'm thinking about right, the, getting, the gods have ba- abandoned humanity. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's like, a, what, like, why well, keep trying? There's a point late in the movie. I don't want to spoil it, but one of the main characters has to make a decision of do I, um, rescue. Do, do I rescue a friend or do I try and recover myself? And, yeah. and, and like, what, well, okay, well, and what does it mean if I try and recover myself? There could be some, you know, future happiness, future relationship, but rescuing somebody else might be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like if you think about, you know, love versus um, thunder, justice, or duty. Yeah. And, and I or, thought that was a really interesting the, the meaning the, of personal sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. And that that was that was a kind of I think an un, for me unexpectedly deep question that the, you know the screaming goats didn't answer that for you. The screaming goats completely like one is for duty and the other is for love. Like so it's <laughs> like they they're both. <laughs> uh, but the whole the idea of sacrifice. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but the idea of sacrifice is a pretty regular hero uh, heroic theme. It's, it's big in Spider Man, big that, in Daredevil. That's part of the hero's journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a, a duty and sacrifice. Yes. Right. And it's nice With, to see Thor really dig into it because he's a god. He's got powers. But like I wasn't talking about Thor. I was talking about a right. different With, character that I'm not going to spoil. Exactly. So With, now no one knows how, where to go. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Oh my God. Here we go. Uncle Ben. Thank you, Uncle Ben. Uh, of course. Is he and I'm not he, talking about rice. I was going to say, is he Beat selling rice it. still? Like, I thought they stopped that. that was no, he, he was and they got shot by some rando bad guy. No, yeah. that was racist and they stopped it. Not not Joe Chill. It's also That's like Aunt, Aunt Jemima. They stopped that Speaking too. Speaking of Uncle Ben, we had some beer. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Hold on. What's the connection there? I'm genuinely curious. I don't know. Brian has an uncle, Ben, who likes beer. We're transitioning. You know his uncle, Ben? I don't know. I'm I'm in charge of very clumsy transitions. I love it. Please never stop. You You should say that's your expertise at the beginning of every episode. (laughs) That's right. So moving to beer, here we are. We're we're talking about Thor Love and Thunder, and we had a a variety of beers, but they were from two breweries. Yes. Uh, I was on vacation recently, traveling across the United States. Hashtag humble brag. In a car. If you can travel in a Again, car. Again, hashtag Hungable Travel in a car. <laughs> you can drink. You can drink. In between <laughs> driving. Do not drink and drive. No, do not do drink and drive, no. for the love of God. So I, I visited a friend in Boise. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> shout out to Cody. And he, you know, if he, I'm going to call him out on this one. And he's like, you, you took me to a great brewery called Mad Swede. And this is in downtown. I think they have more than one location, but we went to, uh, not their production, but their taproom location in downtown Boise. And this is a Longship IPA. And it's all about Viking stuff with them. This is the Longship. I'm going to read the can if I can. I need to like. Plenty of hops. 
Aaron, do you want to read the do, can? Do you want us to read with our younger I'll eyes? Say, oh, yeah. Because I, I need to like get my focal range here, and I can't do, get Should it. I do this in an accent? Or what, okay. Longship, yeah. now in the classic Northwest IPA style, features a note of pine, spice, citrus, and plenty of hops. Longship is like a bracing row across the North Atlantic Ocean, only further west and with no actual rowing. Mad Swede Brewing nice. Company opened in 2016 with the belief that the great beer is a blend of art and science. Mad Swede is a compromised of adventurous drinkers, brewers, dreamers, and thinkers who, like the Vikings themselves, dare to venture towards new and exciting territory. Drink like a Viking. Awesome. So this is like a, it's a traditional West Coast IPA and it's like 6.6%. Ah, yes. That classic Viking style IPA. You know, Leif Erickson discovered like Puget Sound. That's why he named it Puget after his pet dog. Pugilist. Is that for real? No. Okay. Yeah, I can see in your eyes you're lying to me. <laughs> All right. So 60 IBU. So this did have a lot of upfront bitterness. It had a lot of acidity to it. So I, I know that some of us here aren't necessarily IPA fans. Brian was like no. shaking his head. He's like, nope. <laughs> nope. Didn't it, like it. This nope. was. This, I, I don't like really hoppy stuff. This was and very this hoppy. That's, be, that's very, because you're a sensible hoppy. person. It, it was a well done IPA. But it was it, fine. It's it not like taste. an IPA. Yeah. Yeah. It does. yeah. And, and, you know, so the location we visited, we... I visited with our friend Cody was an amazing place, a huge location. They had a front area that was traditional like bar seating and they had a back area that had like gaming and stuff going on. So I was like, Oh, I'm at home. This is awesome. Yeah. Do, do, do we have information on what kind of hops were used here? Like I, I Nordic. So pine spice, I looked on their website. I didn't really see a whole lot of additional information other than <laughs> that. Just a little bit of information there, but that's okay. Uh, I, they do have a Viking on the can yes. whose uh, beard morphs into Burbed. a hop plant, which nice. is really cool. Uh, I just wish I knew if it was like citra or what. I mean, the pine was was definitely there. Correct. So I'm, I'm going to say probably something like Simcoe or Amarillo, which can be kind of piney, and then definitely citra, which is going to give you kind of a citrus hit. But there's th- these were very West Coast traditional hops that they used in it, and it definitely, if you can find this in the West Coast which you might not be able to because it's a pretty small brewery and they don't really distribute a whole lot other than around the Boise area. You know, if you're there, seek them out because it was really interesting. I tried a bunch of their beers and they were all really good. You'll have to install GPS into your goat pulled rainbow ship. (laughs) Dan, assuming that New Asgard is, where were we saying it it landed? Like Norway? Norway or something like that. Does Norway have hops or would there be a hop profile from that area? No. Okay. I I think that's too far north. It's too far north. Yeah. Is is that the mead thing? Like uh, we watch Northman? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if they made beer, they were going to use. They're going to call. They're going to make what's called gruit. So they're going to use anything else other than hops to use as a bitter agent. Okay. Yeah. It might be like a barley wine, or like. Well, I mean, so that's just a style of beer. So gruit is beer that's made with something other than hops. Huh. Okay. As a class. If you can grew it, you can brew it. Pretty much. On 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 the other hand, the Vikings were well known traders. So yes. they could have easily traded for hops. I could see that. In, in England or in Scotland. We call it West Coast, and then he just slams a, a stein. A, 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 a lot of wine. Uh, like you, you think of like the, the Roman Empire and the ending, you know, the, the successors to the Roman Empire. Like lots there was wine. still lots of wine, uh, and that was right. traded yeah. as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other beers we had were from Prost Brewing, which is out of Denver, Colorado. And I know that Blake that, has been there once. I've been there f- like three times, but... You were there. When yeah, we that's right. When year. I first bought those sunglasses the night before, and was yes. like every day of that vacation, terribly hungover. <laughs> yes. So Prost Brewing fun vacation. does traditional German style beers, and I found a twelve pack. So it's four different beers, three of each, and I think we all tried a couple of them at least. 
I know that I've I've tried each of them. I've had them on draft at the location themselves. But what did you guys think of Prost Brewing's different beers that they had in this four pack? Uh, well, I had, I had the Pilsner. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was crisp. It was light. Um, like 4.9%. Real traditional. I enjoyed it. It it didn't really stand out as, oh, man, this is the best pills I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it definitely was not the worst. Yeah, so this is a northern style, so it's going to be a little bit more grassy and utterable from just that stamp. Or maybe I got that backwards, herbal and not grassy. It, it uh, sounds like the kind of beer that if you saw it at a hangout, Brian, you go, oh, I know I can trust this beer. Yeah. Like, I know yes, I'm going to like this. Definitely. It's low alcohol. It's clean. It's a little cracker thin. It, it's got not a whole lot going on with the hops, but yeah, have to I mean, pay attention. It, it, was, it was crisp and light and drinkable. Yeah. Right sounds like what you wanted in the Pilsner. I had the Kolsch first, and I really liked it. I thought mm. it matched the movie pretty well, like a little bit happening. It wasn't... Like, I like Kolsch's because there's some flavor, but it's not going to be something really complicated. Or overwhelming. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love doing tasting uh, parties on Wednesdays, but some of those beers we taste, I just think, yeah. I couldn't do more in this one sip, but this, yeah. I, I enjoyed having the whole can. Yeah, it's a tr- traditional Kolsch-style Kolsch style ale. So it actually, right on target at 4.8% ABV. Nice. Really, I, I would say that I didn't notice any off flavors or anything weird about it. It just tasted like Kolsch. I mean, there's, so there's cool. an American, it's an American-based beer trying to do a German style. I think they did a lot better with the Pilsner because that's a little bit easier to kind of reflect. Kolsch is a little bit more challenging because of the yeast strains and you have to do pH balancing with the water. It's harder to say. It is. It's it, a lot harder to say. It, and it has an it, accent over the O. <laughs> umlaut, right? There's an umlaut over the O. The umlaut makes it harder. Okay. Uh, <laughs> was the Kolsch temperature sensitive, too, in the brewing yes. process? Yes, is that it part is. Of the, okay, yeah. okay. So Aaron had the dunkel, right? I did, I did. Uh, Uncle I, Dunkel. I, I enjoyed the dunkel. I, it actually it seemed kind of fruity to me, making me think of like dark fruits or maybe like pit, pit fruits a little bit. Correct. Um, kind of like plum raisiny, but, yeah. almost a little bit, you know, because when you eat those, you get that little sweet sugar hit, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and that's really reflective of this dunkel style. And you know, I really appreciate the mm. fact that they they're making beer that they can can and distribute. So this is a five point six percent German ABV. style dark lager, yeah. And that's and there's not much explanation on it other than it looked as I've poured this one in a can and had it on draft before, pretty authentic and true to the color has a nice head on it if you get it on draft or if you pour it into a, a glass mm. or a stein or whatever. I, I really appreciate the fact that it is not too sweet because mm-hmm. some dunkles can be too sweet mm-hmm. and really super malt forward with zero hops. This one has a little bit of dryness on the back. It does dry out a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's where the hops come in with a little bit of acidity. So back of the mouth is like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're still beer. Yeah, I thought it was, it was well done. I liked the, the kind of the fruity elements to it. I'm not prepared to drive to Colorado to to source some, but yeah. like, but it's worth if I were to find myself in was this Denver or Fort Collins? It was Denver. Is Denver? If I find myself in Dolans, I will seek Prost out. Um, I, I thought it was well done. It's a nice beer. It's a nice beer. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's the one I haven't had yet. Yes. So I, I look forward to trying it soon. Yeah. Hopefully. The 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 fourth of the selection was a Rattler, and this was the first one that I tried. And this is a grapefruit lager. So they used a so the thing is they traditionally use either a Hellas or a Pilsner or even a Kolsch as a base, and then they just add fruit juice to it. 
Is, is it like typically like grapefruit or lime? It's either going to be grapefruit. Typically, it's grapefruit in Germany, but it mm-hmm. can be yeah, orange. I've always seen lemon, like citrusy, be, usually yeah. grapefruit in my experience. Right. So it doesn't really say what their base is. So I'm just saying probably a traditional American lager that they whatever lager they can't sell grape stuff in the ingredients on the can just what's says, left over in the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, mmm, <laughs> bottom <laughs> barrel. Num num num. Mmm, it's chewy. Oh no, it hurts. Yeah. So four percent. Uh, yeah, ingredients say water, malt, hops, yeast, grapefruit. Yeah, so, so they probably use a grapefruit British. juice or extract or something hmm. as a as a secondary just to add in because it it has to it, it can't just be based on beer alone. It has mm-hmm. to have a Rattler has to have fruit of some sort added to it. And again, it can be any kind of beer that's a lighter beer that you start with. Oh, so it has to be a lighter beer. Yeah. So you couldn't I, do like an IPA IPA Rattler. I, no, I like that, those, it, those it would overwhelm up to the, flavors. the, yeah. that, right. fruit. the, yeah. the, the hops would make it just a fruit IPA. The way that oh, yeah. the way that all three of you just explained it to me, I understood <laughs> it, and I think I just saw Cthulhu look at me, so I might be going <sighs> crazy. <laughs> I was like, like a Rattler though, like during really hot weather. Yeah, like Rattler's perfect having, picnic drink. Yeah, right, especially like during a heat wave. Something Ooh, about the acidity yeah. of that grapefruit, the citrus, it, it just it, it it quenches. It quenches in a really satisfying way. It is. It's really nice. Very early on in our podcasting, we were gifted some Rattler, like. Not rather, but just rather adjacent to uh, uh, the the cucumber stuff from Ten Barrel. Yeah, and it was very similar, very perfect for light weather. It was summer. It was hot. We're like, this is perfect. This is a mate. Like, it's Aaron's right. Yeah. I'm right. I, I, I could just said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. Screaming goat noise. You should just name this episode Aaron's right. Well, no, let's not go crazy. <laughs> hey, it's only happened this once. So. <laughs> All right, so I've never had a Rattler before, but those of you who have, how Mm -hmm. did this one stand up to others you've had? It tasted more beer-like than it should, and I think it's the bitterness from grapefruit. It is a little, it's a little more beer-y. Typically, Rattlers, uh, when I used to live on the coast, one of the guys working at at a near, yeah, very sweet, one of the guys at the uh, bar set up a, uh, he couldn't think of a name for it, but just a shot of vodka in a Rattler. So you still had that like sweet taste, but it hit a little harder. Hmm. So really, it, this wouldn't go well with the vodka because the beer taste would kind of throw it all off. You want something yeah. like, typically rather is really sweet, a little bit really more fruity, yeah. fruity. Yeah. It, okay. like, like Aaron said, because Aaron's right, TM TM. <laughs> it, it's a nice light, sweet thing to sip on. It, it's usually a fifty fifty mix. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's lemonade or orange juice, and this feels more seventy five twenty five ish. Yeah, this is yeah. a little bit more beer forward than fruit forward. But again, you know, we've there's so many grapefruit is a hop flavor profile that exists out there, and so I'm just immediately drawn to oh, this is using hops that have grapefruit flavor, and it's mm-hmm. like yeah, mm-hmm. not really. It's probably just a really really mellow, non hop forward beer, a lager of some sort that they're just dumping a bunch of grapefruit so into. Is a Rattler like the beer answer to sangria then? Sangria is just a mix of different wines. Well, it's a wine with, with a lot of juice. fruit thrown in. Yeah, yeah like fruit citrus in fruit and some sugar usually. So, so in sort Germany, of. there's so in Germany there's so many different kinds of Rattlers and approaches. They also mix beer and Coca Cola <laughs> and all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, so. and, and there are regional and town yeah. differences. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, every every what, town has two two or three breweries, and right? they're all different. Wild. They just make what they make. Yeah, it, it's a hard question to answer, but I would say traditionally, Laga mit, find, mit Coca-Cola, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's called a diesel. 
It's called diesel. Yes. <laughs> God, I want to drink it so bad. Token <laughs> beer is called diesel. I is it wrong that I want to drink something called diesel? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty harsh. Don't go to a Not gas station to ask for it. And especially, oh, good call. Th- thanks. Especially <laughs> since the Coca Cola is probably warm. Uh, the beer is tepid and the mm, nothing, nothing like sh- warm sugar water. <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be like named for the sheen on the surface of it. Like, oh, that sounds Coca Cola like- is what the Necrosword's made out of. <laughs> I know, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So, oh, we haven't really talked a whole lot about the Necrosword. So, it is a oh. mythical, magical, existing thing. For clarification, this is not one of the beers we had. This no, <laughs> this is back we're, to the we're, movie. We're 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 I was movie and a, a beer. I was trying to do a callback. I didn't expect Dash this. Back. I didn't expect this less than movie and a okay. beer in the movie. And by the way, so I, I Coda. Had, <laughs> I. I had to mention to P.S. The- sword. <laughs> yes. So Magic the sword. sword is from the god who has been around since the eternity beings. There's there's like the so beginning. The beginning of existence. So without the other MCU Back movies, when I the first beer was, was a god killer. Yeah. Yes. God so killer sword. He was there when the first uh, hop so, stuff fermented. He went, so <laughs> it, it was the, the, the king god of the symbiotes. Which, if you've seen any of the quote unquote, the Sony verse, the Sony-verse, Venom movies, the it's Venom based on movies. Venom. They added lore to the Venom mythos, which I'm not stoked about. But so, so <laughs> that god has been around because it's also the god of the shadow, and 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 he hates everything else. So he has weapons that he puts out there, including this one, where it infects the person and and it can speak to you through the weapon. And it tries to get you to kill everything else because it hates everything else. It wouldn't be me if I didn't mention this. God's name is Null, K-N-U-L-L. Yes. I, know so that. All, I never read the books, but I know about it. All of this should go on the Blu-ray and the extras, by the way. This oh, is yeah, the Blu-ray of the podcast, lore. yes. Deep, yeah. deep podcast lore. <laughs> when, right. we, when we drop our 30, 50 DVD Blu-ray set. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I really, I appreciated the movie. I mean, we saw it in the theater. A couple of us L- saw it Love the, the movie. Theater. Love the beers. Like, and, I, I, of yeah. the ones I've had, I haven't had one that missed yet. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rattler, like you said, is a little beer forward, but I, I still liked it. I mean, Thor does take a, carry, a keg of beer onto the ship. Yeah. Well, Valkyrie makes sure it gets there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, let's have beer on our trip. Well, you know, only the essentials. Yeah, you, you don't travel without alcohol. What are you doing? I know, especially Vikings. Well, where do you get your Viking power from, if not? Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, Vikings knew that water goes bad, but if it's beer because it's been boiled and yeah. stuff into that will fight it the bacteria. safer to drink. safer to drink. So safer to drink. They knew it. I mean, that's not a lie. If that's it's good enough it for up. the screaming goats, it's good enough for Thor. Yes, it is. <laughs> So, what beer would you say matched the movie best? Wow, I think the really first. I think the first one. I, I'm going to agree. I think the long the, these German beers were really nice, but if I want something sharp and bitter and just like murder, like I'm going to murder people. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to scare children and be a creepy, pasty shadow monster, you want that depth uh, uh, mixed with the colors, the bright colors of Thor, which is a nice touch. Yeah, I, I'd say the. Um, I am blanking on the name, boys. Mad Swede. Uh, Long Mad Swede. IPA? Longship the IPA. Vi- yeah, but it, uh, okay. It, it was a very IPA beer. It was an IPA. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people can get into this beer. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can watch this movie. I was thinking mm-hmm. kind of the, the same. The, it's the a, movie is accessible. This beer is accessible. It, it's And it's a good ex- execution of a, of a specific genre. That will have its fans and will have its kind of its, its appeal to like a, a, a certain segment. There are IPA fans. There are MCU fans, and like these are both like 
Mad Swedes Longship IPA. It's a good IPA. IPA lovers are going to love it. They're going to be some and the people Venn that diagram of the two really overlap. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> yes, I was just thinking it's almost a circle. Is it? It's almost a <laughs> is full it, circle. Is yeah. it still like the Venn diagram of people who think like November Rain's the greatest rock song ever? Oh my like, God. <laughs> There's a lot of Guns N' Roses in this movie, by the way. Yeah. Love it. Uh, and, and it's used to good effect. And yes, Court, Court yeah. says GNR. It's really funny. Yes. <laughs> rock monsters. And yeah, GNR. All right. So yeah, I think the the long long boat man shore book. Long, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This <laughs> interesting long beer boat beer boat beer long ship long ship yeah, IPA. long ship long ship like a Viking used, long ship coming used, to raid your village or trade. No, not Ooh, my just village. Just merchants. Just merchants. It's They're just gonna, trading. It's going to go the on the Rainbow Bridge pulled by goats. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, so I think with that we're gonna cut this podcast off because we're we we've got a little deep into the weeds. We've said everything about. But I had a really important question to ask you guys. Yes. If New Asgard was actually on Earth and you got to go there as a tourist, what would you want to do first? Mead. Nice, Dan. <sighs> <laughs> I want to go stare at. Mjolnir's Same. I want to just look and at like, it and see put if it my hands in there to be like, I'm worthy. Yeah, see if it answers to you. <laughs> Brian, what, what are you doing when you, uh, when you like, and Tanya arrive at uh, uh, New Asgard? We're going to the stage play with <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. These are all correct answers. Nicely done, boys. <laughs> Nicely done. Right on. All right. Well, you know, as, as as always, we want to thank you for hanging out and listening. And, you know, all the opinions expressed in the taping of this are those of the hosts. I mean, we, we aren't sponsored by anybody. We're doing this for fun. And thank you for joining us along this journey on this Longship IPA and Pro Spears and all the fun stuff we had today to talk about. Because it was a good movie. And, I'm, you know, I think even those of us that aren't real big fans of superhero movies, I think this was approachable. It was approachable. Good sailing, everybody. Thank you for listening. This is Aaron. And, and remember, if you don't uh, hydrate, you're going to dehydrate. Yes, yeah. Uh, word from the uh, the rock people, Korg and uh, such. This is Brian signing off. All right. And and go find someone to hold hands over a lava pit. And, and, and make, make a rock a, baby. And make a rock baby. So <laughs> if hey, you hey, know everybody. what I mean. Uh-huh. Aaron doesn't explain to him in detail. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, thank you. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. This is Dan signing out. Have a good one. Yes.